0: Hello, and welcome to the Leaders Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on another sunny day in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today we're joined by Kevin Wilson of Constant Power Services. who will be joining our conversation on leadership. We always ensure that we have two distinct perspectives on leadership. And so today we'll also be joined later in the program by Sir Jeff Hurst. However, first and foremost, we're joined by Kevin Wilson, the Director of Constant Power Services. Constant Power Services are a specialist power quality company guaranteeing power to hospitals, schools, financial institutions, and corporate buildings. Kevin, hello. Hello there. Well, Kevin, why don't we dive right in. Firstly, what does the word leader mean to you?
1: Direction
0: right direction and and in what way in what direction would you say a leader usually proceeds
1: that's, that's uh, quite difficult to explain I think in in uh, concise terms but i I've, I''ve the people that have always inspired me have always had a an inner belief of what the, the what was the correct direction to take? Whether it was to go left or right, go up or down, forward or backwards, and this inner belief, um, mm-hmm. this uh, conviction, uh, is something that I think is is something which is just within a, a particular individual. It's about doing. The right thing, as opposed to not necessarily doing things right. that was the difference for me between leadership and managers.
0: So it's uh, the confidence of your convictions uh, is what
1: you're saying. I, th- I think that's that's the that was the key element. But it, it, it's that inner inner belief mm-hmm. um, that not not always knowing. Um, Sometimes being able to take a decision, obviously not only in adversity, but even when there isn't adversity, with a with a calmness and a coolness, but but that assurance that actually this is that this is the right path to follow, this is the right direction that we need to, to, to take.
0: All right, well, tell me about your personal leadership style.
1: I have a fairly open style. Uh, I believe that I do listen to uh, to my colleagues. I take on board what they say. Um, uh, I, am, I wouldn't say I'm somebody who uh, um, gestates for a long period of time. Um, but I, I think it's all also fair to say that I have a reasonable – when I'm asking a question, I, alre- I already have an idea about what it is that, mm-hmm. uh, or the direction that I want to take but I want to understand what the feeling is in the room or with the collection of the people that I'm, I'm working with.
0: So it sounds to me uh, that communication is important for you in your in your leadership style.
1: It's everything. Um, you know, be it either taking on board what people are saying and modifying what it is, your own thoughts, or actually having to take the reins there and then and say, well, look, there isn't a consensus, Um but but I have a, a a feeling that this this is you know a belief that this is the way that we need mm-hmm. to go. So, it, but it is that in that constant interaction. Uh, my my let's say I'm I'm not a particularly formal individual. It's less formal, so it would be a little and often.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, who inspired you as a leader?
1: Oh, uh, a, a number of people actually. Um, If I think back to the early days of uh, of when I started work as an an apprentice, so at the age of 16, um, I had a particularly difficult time at at the start of my apprenticeship. I was 17 and my father had died. Uh, He was only 42. And interestingly, um, there was a, a guy who worked in the HR department of the company I did my apprenticeship kind of took me under his wing a little bit because I think I was going off the rails uh, from time to time. And it was he that said, look, you need to, I understand you're going through a difficult uh, period in your life, but it's important that you get back on track because you have a fantastic opportunity. And that's something that uh, has never left me. And that's the reason why uh, whenever any of my colleagues have ever come to me and said, look, I'm interested in improving myself or developing myself. Uh, I'd like to go on, you know, if if it's a a formal course of some sort and there's a qualification. The answer has always been yes, and we always, uh, you know, cover the cost of that. And then, luckily, you know, much later on, I I had an MD that I worked for um, in the late 80s, early 90s, and David, we'll just call him David. David was much the same. He was a complicated guy, but he understood that actually, uh, products are fantastic. You know, nobody makes a rubbish product, but it's the people, it's the people that you work with, it's your colleagues. These are the people that make the differences. And if somebody's, you know, for whatever reasons, going off the rails or hasn't quite got it right or whatever, the important thing is to understand, you know, to not necessarily to question, but to understand mm-hmm. and try and help that individual get back on track. And if the opportunity ar- arose for anybody, was to always give somebody a second chance. And, oh. and, and I, that shaped me for the rest of my work in life. Well, let's
0: scale this up a bit. Um, if you had to choose objectively the greatest leader, living or dead, who would you choose and why?
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I've been asked this question on a couple of occasions. Um, I, I, my personal view is the greatest Britain that ever lived uh, would be Winston Churchill. Um,
0: and what is it about Churchill's uh, leadership style that particularly uh, is relevant to you and in your uh, everyday life?
1: Well, again... Uh, <laughs> I think it's quite well known that he was a slightly flawed character, (laughs) but he had, I think he also had a common touch, his ability to be able to communicate at all levels, be it the king or the person in the street. But to give that reassurance, that inner strength, that inner direction, Mm -hmm. um, he knew that he had made mistakes and would continue to make mistakes, but in general... This, the direction that he was following and asked everybody else to follow on behind him was, uh, for me, was absolutely sacrosanct. In sports, there were lots of other sporting heroes for, for whatever reason. But if we're talking about the greatest Britain ever, I, I would have said Churchill.
0: Well, it sounds once again like we're uh, cycling back to uh, courage of convictions and uh, and being a, a supportive um, partner. Um Now, moving a bit sideways, um, what is your advice to the next generation of emerging leaders?
1: My honest opinion is they need to spend less time on their mobile phones (laughs) uh, and less uh, electronic uh, media. What we're doing today, we're having a conversation. And Mm -hmm. for me, the world is a whole, is, is a much, much better place when we're having a conversation. The if I look at my, and I'm not saying that uh, people of my generation are correct or right, and people of the youth are are haven't got it right. I I, I just feel that the the balance isn't quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for me, I think it's it just. It just I look at some of my younger colleagues, and I, I feel that they are missing out. I think that's that's in general is what I'd say is that the ability to sit down with somebody and have a conversation mm-hmm. and actually learn or or understand somebody as opposed to make friends electronically. I would rather have one sincere friend, i.e. somebody that I could sit down, talk to face to face, than a thousand electronic friends. So fully engaged with life is what you're saying. Uh, in, Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I believe that you know people do miss out by by not engaging in in, you know, in verbal conversation. For me, it's it's something we still do at home. On Sunday, we sit down and have dinner in the evening. All, all my children who are of an age now, they've all moved on. They've all got their own lives, but we all sit down. We we did so uh, um, yesterday. But all the mobile phones are left in the kitchen. We all sit down. And we all talk. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And it's, it's a fascinating uh, um, scenario.
0: All right. Our time is almost up. But let me ask you this last question. If you could speak to yourself a decade ago, what leadership qualities would you tell yourself to embrace?
1: Oh, uh a little bit more patience. <laughs> I think that's – if if I yeah, I, I, I have I have definitely mellowed over um, uh, the last few years. But I, I think there is uh, patience. They you know, you always say patience is a virtue, and uh, it's something that has um, been often said. But uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think you should get that wrong. You know, just a little bit more tolerance and a little bit more patience.
0: Well, Kevin, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you. I'm very much looking forward to working with you again in the future.
1: It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: Well, that was Kevin Wilson of Constant Power Services. And now joining us is Jonathan White with Sir Jeff Hurst.
2: Uh, we're now joined, uh, though, by former England footballer and still the only man to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Sir Jeff Hurst, uh, thank you very much for coming on today.
3: Uh, You're welcome. You're, good afternoon.
2: A specific moment—I'm sure there's probably dozens—but is there a specific moment if you could, uh, perhaps, pick right now that did show those uh, qualities in uh, South so also uh, sharply?
3: Yes, I think for for me certainly, um, I think there were instances of players who you thought would would be in the team or certainly in the squad, and surprising, they were not. There was no necessary reason for it, but looking mm. back, I do think perhaps they were people that else didn't think wanted to be part of a group um so that that's that's for me in terms of my personal view i think that it looked prior to the um world cup that i was going to be playing um in it only a few games before i was i was playing and i played with the region in the game against yugoslavia only a couple of months before the final and it looked at that stage as if i was going to be
2: uh, well, you want me? I, I, I can tell if you if
3: you want. You got time. I can tell I could, you if you want. Jeff, go on,
2: go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay,
3: so I was uh, doing it at a dinner in, in the Channel Lines, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest honour. Mm-hmm. And this occasion I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions from the audience at the end of the evening. And there was, there was a football questions. And then all of a sudden I had somebody at the back who Well I think we were, I was very fortunate and I wouldn't pick any one player out I think looking at There's that so many yeah so many and that's why we were successful because we had so many um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned uh, throughout the team I think that that was outstanding and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath and there was nobody and I' going back from an earlier earlier question for me that um all